Welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast, coming to you from the headquarters of the National Federation of the Blind in Baltimore. Up in the morning and out to school, the teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man, you study him hard and hoping to pass. Working your fingers right down to the bone, the guy behind you won't leave you alone. Hello and welcome to the second bonus episode of the Nation's Blind Podcast. I'm Melissa Riccobono and today I have the pleasure of bringing you one more interview from a teacher who will talk about what it's really like to have a blind student in the classroom. Today we will hear from Serena Harris who teaches my daughter Oriana in first grade. Now I did record this interview with Miss Harris at a school. Patterson Park Public Charter School. It was after school hours, but there's some great background noise which will really set the stage and help you believe that you are right there in a school. I don't think this detracts at all from the interview, and in fact, my co-host, Ania Lewis, loves it. He says it just adds to the ambiance, and I agree with him. But just be aware that there will be some background noise that you will hear, and just know that we in the Nation's Blind podcast do take our show on the road, so to speak. And so the background noise just proves that we don't always come to you from the walls of the recording studio. I hope that you enjoy this interview. Sit back, relax, or clean your house, or do your exercises, or do whatever else it is that you do when you listen to the Nation's Blind podcast. But most of all, enjoy the interview. My name is Serena Harris. I teach first grade at Patterson Park Public Charter School. I've been with this school since it opened, so I'm one of the few original teachers. Um, but I've been teaching in total for about 16 years now. Long time. <laughs> and you've never had a blind student before this? And I've never had a blind student before this, yes. Well, that's actually a good segue. Um, let's. If you can, think back a little bit to the beginning of the school year uh, when you found out you were going to have Oriana in your class. What were your concerns at that point, if you had any, and what things did you do initially to sort of help with those concerns? Well, I, I was very concerned because I hadn't had a blind student in my class before. I didn't know what um, kind of accommodations or supports to give her. Um, I was concerned about um, how she would sort of fit in with the rest of the students in class. Um, another concern I had was what types of accommodations I would need to make for her so that she could learn but not feel singled out or um, different from the rest of the kids in the class. Um, and so I spoke with her um, her kindergarten teacher, actually, and was just, you know, really asked her advice um, for uh, strategies that she'd used in kindergarten to, that I could then carry on to first grade. Um, I also spoke with um, to the two teachers that helped support Oriana in class, uh, Ms. Boone and Miss Baker um, with things that I could do in class to uh, that we could all work together to, to be a better support system. And now, I mean, I can't believe it, the school year's almost over. <laughs> um, so what things have been easier than you expected? 
one of the things that's been, that was easier than I was expected, and I guess it's definitely a strength of our school that many of the students were already very familiar with Oriana. They knew that she had uh, special circumstances, and they were instantly willing to help her, guide her. And so I didn't have to worry as much about other children teasing her or sort of she being isolated. Um, which was wonderful. She had a great group of friends from kindergarten, and a lot of those friends were in her class um, here in first grade. Another thing that was wonderful is working with both Miss Spoon and Miss Baker. They really helped kind of guide me of you know things that I could do in class to help support Oriana in terms of with her Braille writing and being able to really integrate that into our reading groups. Um, and into her classwork, uh, so that was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And I think it was also helpful learning from her other teachers, her uh, her OM teacher, O and M O and M teacher, um, that really just helped me better understand um, Oriana's particular blindness and um, things that I could do, like dimming the lights, um, making sure that she's always taking her cane with her um, because, you know, Orion is a child and like children who leave their coats and book bags and things of that nature and you have to remind them just kind of making sure that she always remembers to uh, to bring her everything that she needed with her. Are there any things that are still difficult for you while you're teaching her, not related to, you know, any other factors, but related to blindness and visual impairment particularly? Things that are still challenging, um, it... it takes a lot of planning just to make sure that I have all of her materials needed in Braille so that she can access them, which I guess, which actually kind of makes me a better teacher because I am overly planned, um, but I, I really needed to be organized so that I could then get materials that I would use with her to her teachers so that it could be brailled and translated so that she could then participate fully in the... In the um, so not so much of a difficulty, but it was just definitely a challenge for me to become more organized so that her materials were ready for her. Has anything surprised you about uh, having a student that's blind? What's, just, what's surprised me is really... And I guess it goes back to the, the other kids, how they're really excited um, by having Oriana in class. They want to learn how to Braille, too. Um, they're, uh, I can see them sort of identifying things in our community that are also in Braille. So it's definitely been a great learning experience for the entire class as we're more sort of aware of ways that you know blind people kind of navigate through their, through our world. Also being really careful to make sure that we're not, uh, that we're, you know, it's, it's even more important that we don't leave crayon sticks or glue sticks on the carpet or on the floor to, you know, because that's something that somebody could trip over. Anybody could. Anybody, anybody right. could, yes, right. you know. And so, you know, it, it's, it's definitely an awareness, I think. So what techniques have you developed this year um, that has either helped you become a better teacher or, you know, have there been things that you've noticed, um, aside from being more organized, which I think mm -hmm. has been probably helpful, but have there been other things that has, have really enhanced your teaching? Realizing that not to just make my lessons um, visual, 
incorporating more arts and crafts into it, more um, music and sound and things. Because I, I realized that a lot, a lot of the things were like heavily visually based mm -hmm. and really kind of a, making sure that I could appeal to other learning modalities, which is good for all of the kids, not just for Oriana. And um, we, we sit in class with the lights off a lot to sort of help with her eyes. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that it's good for all of the kids because the overhead light is really bright. It is. And it's, it, it could be, you know, I've noticed that I've, I've noticed that with more breaks, with uh, more different types of movement in the class, that I have fewer kids who complain of headaches or complain of being tired. And it was, originally it was things I was doing specifically for Oriana to help her, but it's benefiting other students as well. So it's definitely something I'm going to continue in my class. That's great. Were there things that you were doing already that have also worked especially well for teaching Oriana? I find myself now... In, in planning and in putting things up in the classroom, I find myself now um, being very aware of how many, like, are all of the kids in the class going to be able to access this? Mm -hmm. um, have I made it? Do I have it in print? Do I have some sort of um, pictures? Do I, you know, is there some sort of hand movement or something? Um, I find myself doing a lot more breaks, um, having the children turn and talk with each other a lot. Um, so I think it's just kind of overall just sort of enhanced my teaching because I, I'm more aware of not all kids learn by visual, right. that I need to appeal to more of their learning styles. Well, it's kind of an interesting year for you too because you were teaching second grade and kind of had that down so now you're kind of going backwards and yes. teaching first grade and, yes. and so that you know that's kind of different I mean it's kind of an interesting year for you to have Oriana in general because you're, it's kind of all new yes for you it is it's definitely been all new for me this year um, but I, I like to think that this is gonna now be my new normal because I'll know going forward that these are adjustments to make in the class because it, they just haven't been good for Oriana. They've been good for all of my students. Absolutely. Is there information that you've gotten now or that you've, that you've gotten kind of as the year's gone on that you wish you'd had earlier in the year? Or is there still information that you're sort of seeking as far as things that would be helpful for teaching Oriana? I wish I'd known better at the beginning of the year how to incorporate um, brailing and her reading in braille and working in braille and but at the same time I wonder if that's just something I had to learn kind of on the job as I got to know her better as a student um, I, I wish I had resources in class like I had access to resources before she even got here um, to kind of look over them because um, some days I definitely felt like the the School was wonderful in giving me um, like note cards with like sight words on them and that were in print and in braille mm -hmm. and kind of some other resources. 
Um, but that didn't start until after the school year had already started, which it would have been nicer to have them in the beginning of the school year when I was still setting up my classroom. So sure. these are things I could have incorporated. With. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't even know what's out there, it's really yes. hard to know even what to ask, to for, ask for or <laughs> to yes. think about what might be helpful. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, the integrating print and braille, that's something that a lot of teachers struggle with. Um, and because it's, it is somewhat different for each student, but um, I, think, I think that's a struggle that a lot of people have, kind of how much print is... I mean, how can you have too much of either Each sort of thing? Right. So what's that perfect balance? Um, and that, that is a really, it's really tough um, for, for a lot of teachers. So you're certainly not alone <laughs> in, in that. Anything else that you wish you would have known? And um, I wish that there had been, like, like just a, even a simple list mm-hmm. of these are the things that you can do to accommodate her, these are the supports that she'll need. So I could have kind of gone down the list and like, okay, I've done that, you know, closer seating, I've done that, I'm going to dim the lights, I've done that, uh, um, you know, add more music and movement or something so that I didn't feel that I was kind of putting together this little box of trips, tricks sort of on the go, that I already had it and I could take out what I needed when I needed it. Um, so then for next year, I'm sort of compiling a list of, oh, these are things that have worked, so that I can then give it to the second grade teachers and be like, okay, we're going to have Oriana. She's wonderful. She's creative. She's very bright. She has all these fantastic stories, and these are things that you should know about her to help her better. I, I love that as a parent. I'd love to get a copy of that just so that I know, too, sort of, what things have worked well for you and so that I kind of have that and that you could also then share it with other parents um, that have blind kids and, and their teachers. Um, and again, of course, some of it is, is Oriana specific, but you know, there's lots of kids that would benefit, um, I think, from from that wisdom. So when you have it done, please pass it along. <laughs> I'd love to see that. that. <laughs> Do you have any advice for other regular education teachers who will be having a blind student in their classroom? It's not scary. I, I thought it would be scary, but I, I think it's it's not scary. Um, I would definitely say uh, speak with the parents, um, definitely speak with the child, speak with um, um, the other teachers that will also be working with that student uh, so that you're forming a team that's working together. Mm-hmm. Being very aware, uh, especially, this is something I had to be aware for myself, that I did a lot of things visually in terms of PowerPoints or posters and things of that nature, but being aware that children need to touch things, feel things, hear things, to also sort of add to their learning experience. And do you have any advice for parents of blind children? Are there things that parents can do to help support a teacher and help support their child in school? I would definitely say um, establishing a relationship with the teacher. Um, uh, Open lines of communication make everything easier. Is there anything else regarding teaching a student who's blind that you'd like to share? I definitely think that the thing that's been most helpful for me um, has really just been forming a team with all the professionals that work with Oriana. 
so that we are all speaking the same language, you know, and 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 not just, you know, if I see something with when she's working in the small reading groups, and Ms. Boone has seen it as well when they work kind of individually, and it's like, okay, what can we do to help help Oriana sort of get past this? But that only those conversations have only happened because we work well together. And so I, I think that's really important. Well, another great interview has come to a close, and another bonus episode of the Nation's Blind podcast will soon be at a close as well. We hope that you enjoyed listening. We hope also that you will share this episode with other teachers who you think might find it of interest, or with anyone else who is interested in what it's like to have a blind student in the classroom. We would love you also, as always, to check out our show notes. We have gathered resources which will be helpful, particularly to teachers who are teaching blind students in a regular classroom. So please check those out and share those far and wide as well. We would love to hear from you. I know I'm a broken record, but you can give us a call 410-659-9314, extension 2444. Or you can email us at podcast at nfb.org. And you can follow us on Twitter at nfb underscore voice or like us on Facebook. Just search for National Federation of the Blind. Next week, I will be happy to bring you another bonus episode. This one is with Laura Kohler again, who is the teacher who was featured uh, last week in our first bonus episode. But this time we will be talking about what it is like to work with blind parents. So this episode will be particularly of interest to blind parents, and we hope that if you know any blind parents who maybe haven't been listening to our podcast so far, you might want to give them a heads up that next week we will be having a bonus episode, especially for them. Thank you very much for listening to the bonus episode of the Nation's Blind Podcast. And as always, remember, you can live the life you want. Morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. You study him hard and hoping to pass. Working your fingers right down to the bone. The guy behind you won't leave you alone. Ring, ring goes the bell. Thank you for listening to the Nation's Blind Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, send an email to podcast at nfb.org or leave us a voicemail at 410-659-9314, extension 2444. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at nfb underscore voice. Check out the Nation's Blind channel on YouTube and visit us on the web at nfb.org. Until next time, remember... You can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back.